What's going on, everyone? This is the CLNS Media Network's New England Patriots postgame show. I'm your host, Mike Mullen, alongside my guy, Marvin Azan. The rematch at Gillette Stadium, Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> you know, it looked like it's a repeat, and Patriots come out with the victory again over the Falcons, 23-7. to Ugly game. Falcons didn't look like we, they were ready to come in with all the revenge that I felt they had built up, came in and pitchers just swept the floor with them all over foggy Gillette Stadium. I mean, different game, like you said, same result. Patriots come out with the win, huge 23-7 to win against the Atlanta Falcons. And this may be the game, Mike. This may be the game that we look back into in this season and say, where did the Patriots really flip the switch? And it could have been this game. You you hold an Atlanta defense, a Matt Ryan-led offense, excuse me, to 230 yards. Patriots <laughs> did not let up the 100-yard passage. This is amazing. Finally. And it was to Matt Ryan who would have thunk it. But, yes, Patriots defense was great. They let up a garbage time touchdown to Julio Jones, which was almost intercepted. And then, you know, big boy Julio did what he had to sure do did. at the end of the game. But Patriots, man, the defense, Mike, I think the defense was the story of this game. They had a chance where – I like they had a chance where they were at the goal line. And once again, I don't know what happens with these offensive coordinators when they get into the goal line, especially one yard away against the Patriots. And they just start using these wacky plays, try to do different types of screen, fake runs, all these type of plays didn't work. Patriots held them down. And defense, defense and bad play calls by Atlanta Falcons, the reason why Patriots won this game. Yeah, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to the defense and the way they stepped up. You figured, you know, looking at the Patriots opponents since the start of the season, this would have gone down as Patriots' toughest matchup. You know, as high-powered as Matt Ryan has been, along with his weapons and Julio Jones and, and Sanu and then Coleman and Freeman over there, you know, I don't think the Patriots faced any other team with the amount of weapons that the Falcons had. So you thought, just like we probably thought, you know, Falcons were going to come out and throw all day over this Patriots secondary that's been struggling all season long. But it was the complete opposite. Just like Marv just said, Ryan didn't give up over 300 yards. That's something that the Patriots have struggled with, with opposing quarterbacks, you know, all throughout the start of the season. But at the same time, of course, we're going to say the Patriots defense played well. The Falcons just looked all out of sorts from start to finish. Didn't look like Matt Ryan was in sync with his his weapons. The running game got held down and held in check for the most part. Julio Jones didn't have a huge performance as he's capable of doing. They just seemed like they weren't fully locked in, or maybe they were too locked in and just too hyped up and too caught up in the rematch, the big rematch game. And coming to Gillette Stadium, you have all the fans and you see the posters 28 to 3. Maybe all of that got to, you know, Matt Ryan and the offense and the coaching staff. Maybe got to their head just a little bit. I know these guys are athletes. They're they're getting paid the big bucks. You know, they're locked into this sport. But at the same time, they're human. And if you have a situation in life, whether it's football or anything, and you know you screwed up and you let something slide and you wish you could just go back every day and say, I wish I didn't make this mistake. I wish I didn't do that. These guys are human. So that Super Bowl. 
you know, oh, as much God. as they'll probably say to the media and press conference interviews, we're past that. We're ready to move on to this season. We're looking forward to this game, every one game at a time. They can say whatever they want. That Super Bowl 51 matchup against the Patriots is in all of their minds. And I think a part of that led to the reason why the Falcons looked the way they did tonight. When you blow a 28-3 lead in the biggest stage, I mean, I don't think you can ever, no matter, like you said, you said it best, man, they're human. I don't think you can ever recover from such a deficit like that. And it showed, it showed very much well. And when you look at the numbers, Mike, Atlanta didn't play bad. You had Julio, he did, you said he had an okay game. By the numbers, he had a great game. Nine receptions, 99 yards and a touchdown. You expect numbers like that from Julio, but watching the game, it was foggy. Patriots defense was all over the place. A great game by Malcolm Butler, who was all over the place. And you do this with guys not fully healthy. You don't have Dante Hightower, who left the game with a shoulder injury. You still don't have um, Stephon Gilmore, who's been battling headaches and, co and concussion systems. So this Patriots defense now can only get better. And now you next week you got a guy, Phillip Rivers, who's been struggling as well. He's not been thrown for big yardage. He's, they're hot right now, you know, winning three games in a row. But this is a team that you could really stop. And I don't know. I feel like we do this every year. <laughs> I feel like every year there's something we harp on. And, you know, this defense in the beginning was horrible. Trash. Point blank period. But now we, after seeing this performance, was this more – of Atlanta Falcons being horrible or the Patriots defense really knowing what they're doing? I think it's more Atlanta Falcons being horrible. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, obviously the defense looked good. You can't take away, like I said in the beginning, you can't take away. Butler looked good out there. You know, they held, they held the run in check for the most part against a Devontae Freeman, who's, you know, a powerhouse and Coleman who can come in at times and have big plays as well. They held them in check, but at the same time, We've seen this Patriots defense struggle against a rookie, struggle against a guy, Cam Newton, who still had questions about what, is he fully healthy or not? We've seen how this defense has performed against them. And for them to just come out and shut down in a team, which I, like I said in the beginning of the show, I considered, you know, the best offensive team that the Patriots have faced so far this season. For them to come out and perform like this, I think a lot of it has to do, again, with the Falcons just off their game tonight, along with the fact that they're still caught up in, oh, we're facing the Patriots again. We knew what happened last time we faced them, how that uh, they probably was hyped up a little too much and too locked in and just too caught up with everything else aside with from just totally focusing on the game tonight and being ready to play. I think a lot more went into their mindset coming into this game, which led to this just them being off and not, you know, clicking in on all cylinders throughout the game. And, you know, Atlanta Falcons, this is a team that hasn't been great throughout this, this season. They came in here three and two. The Patriots have not been great as well. So both teams, this was a big game for both teams. And now, Mike, if you look at the AFC, you have Kansas City now who's dropped two games in a row. Patriots are now, what, five and, five and two now. They're five and two in the AFC. So they're right up there now in the leaderboards, and that bye week is wide open. As, as at first it looked like you know it was a little scary. You had Broncos playing very well. They dropped some games. 
Kansas City was playing well. They dropped some games. So you're right up there now leading the AFC East and in the AFC, tied in the AFC, where that bye week, you know, we know what happens when the Patriots get a bye week. If they get that home court advantage, mm -hmm. we can start thinking championship. So could this game right here against Atlanta Falcons start being where the Patriots start going through that championship push where we see them knock out six, seven games in a row where they really start getting things going. It needs to be. I feel like it definitely needs to be knowing that you face a team in a lot in Atlanta Falcons who are capable of having a big game and big performances, but you were able to do what you did tonight against them. If this is the run that the Patriots are going to go on and it starts tonight moving forward, especially with the fact that I think coming up after next next week's game against the Chargers, they they go on the road for the next five to six five to six, five games. Out of six games. Five of the six games are on the road. If you want to really show that this team is one to be reckoned with, especially going deeper into the season and trying to make a playoff push, number one seed, whatever the case may be, hitting the road is definitely going to be key in knocking out some big time victories while you're out there. Because if you can prove that and, and show that, yes, you can get it done at Gillette Stadium, but you can also step into anybody's house and have a great game uh, behind Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and the weapons that he has, you know, it's going to show a lot and let the rest, of, put the rest of the league on notice that, you know, the season may be started off kind of shaky for the Patriots, but at the end of the day, you know, not only the AFC East, but the AFC and the NFL is still going through the Patriots. With that being said, though, we got a couple of comments coming in late night on the show. Thanks to a couple right, of people staying right. up with us. Shout out to my guy, Jared, Jared Scally, who said, you know, big game from Butler. And then definitely seeing his game, knowing that the patient didn't have Roe or uh, Gilmore tonight. But he hopes that when those guys return, adding them back to the lineup and knowing that they're healthy and staying healthy, it could just mean greater things to come for this Patriots defense. And not only that, now you're winning. You have Butler, you know, regaining confidence. And you got the young guys in Joseph, Batting Moosey, a.k.a. Batting Boogie, <laughs> going out there, putting in work. So you're developing these young guys. And then when you get rollback, you get Gilmore. Now when you go nickel, you have confidence in these other cornerbacks, you know, playing the third, third receiver, playing that fourth receiver. And that could be real big because this secondary, let's not forget, this secondary was going, going to be the strength of this team. Yes. So if they could start developing, Butler seems to get got his mojo back. Let's see what happens. Another comment coming in from Teddy Gonzalez saying, Pats looked awesome tonight. I totally agree with you, Teddy. It was a great game all around. Brady was doing Brady things, and the defense had a solid performance. So you got to give a shout-out to the Pats. Looking awesome tonight for sure. And another guy, Gotti Jr., say the defense is improving week by week. But at the same time, they need to stay healthy. And he wants to know the status of Dante Hightower. And from what we heard from the sidelines and seeing a couple tweets, I think, you know, his shoulder, is, it was a shoulder injury. But with the score being what it was and as late as it was in the game, I don't think there was any real rush to have him come back into the game. I think they showed him sitting on the sidelines without his gloves on because at that point in time, you know, they didn't really need him. The game was locked up. Patriots are going to get the win. So hopefully it's a situation. If he did have, does have his shoulder banged up, you know, take the time throughout the rest of the week to get the treatment, whatever you need, and hopefully return to practice late in the week and be ready to go against the Chargers. Yeah, we'll definitely be keeping on, you know, lookout on Hightower and see what happens with this shoulder. But I'm not too worried. Hopefully, you know, it – 
he was questionable come back in. Like you said, the game, there was no need to have him in there no more. You had a guy in Kyle Van Noy, who once again, second week in a row, had a really good week. So that there goes for Hightower. Absolutely. And another comment here coming in from Celtics Bird. He said, Matt Ryan had a great run on four to seven. That was one of those plays where, you know, yeah. you were trying to figure out why are the Falcons going for it right now at this point in the game at fourth and seven. But, you know, he didn't see anything down the field and he was able to pick it up with his feet. You know, that summer, I know quarterbacks nowadays are not like Brady. Brady's not moving out of the pocket. That's Brady on fourth and seven. He's probably taking a sack, maybe going down uh, or throwing the well, ball he'll away. Try. He he'll try. He'll try. He probably won't get it. But, I mean, Matt Ryan was able to do that. But, yeah, man, big play on fourth down for sure. And that was a horrible play call as well. I mean, I when I feel like in primetime games, big moments, when you're facing a Bill Belichick team, offensive coordinators, coaches, and the opposite team, they they frizzle up, they get scared, and then you see some questionable calls. The, it was in the first quarter. Yeah, the game was, just started. This punt, punt the ball. I mean, they got they got through, so you can't really complain. But hey, scoreboard twenty three seven. But this episode is sponsored by Great, makers of all-time Grace classic stylish and comfortable sneakers sold at a great price. Grace is a Brooklyn first sneaker company. They sell all Grace classic styles made the best for less. Wide selections of men and women's shoes, versatile styles suitable for any occasion. Tons of different colors and materials to choose from. Their best sellers include all leather Royale lace-up and Worcester slip-on. You can check them out along with other styles at greats.com. And we've got a special deal for our audience. Say 15% on your first order with our offer code TRAGS. Go to greats.com, that's G-R-E-A-T-S.com, and be sure to enter T-R-A-G-S to save 15% at checkout. Greats also believes so much in their shoes, they offer a no-risk return and exchange policy to guarantee that you get in the right fit in a style you love. That's greats.com, and use our promo code TRAGS and save 15%. We thank Greats for sponsoring this podcast. One guy who I definitely want to ask about, who kind of, I don't want to say it was a coming out party, but we haven't seen too much of him throughout the season so far, maybe here and there, but his name really hasn't been called upon. He hasn't really had any big plays, at least not up until this game. And it was fitting that he had a big game that he did today because this was a team that he had a dominant performance against in the Super Bowl. James White, in my opinion, somewhat of a forgotten guy in the Patriots' backfield because everybody knows it's pretty much been going through Galicia and Lewis these last couple of weeks. You know, they've been the ones taking the majority of the carries. Uh, Lewis has been very much involved in the passing game as well. James White shows up here and there, but he hasn't been, he hasn't been really featured as much as those other two guys. But tonight, he was there when Brady needed him again against the Atlanta Falcons. Solid game from James White. What did you see from him that, you know, Patriots maybe have been missing these last couple of weeks? I kind of disagree with you, Mike. I think, actually, James White's role has been the same throughout this whole year. This, this game, he just happened to get a touchdown. I mean, four rushes and five catches in this game. That's pretty much what you're going to get from James White. I mean, lately, in these past two weeks, we've seen a lot more Deion Lewis. 
Dion Lewis has come into his own. They finally, they finally unleashed Dion as a that running back that we saw two years ago. But James White is still there. He's still there on third downs, catching it when you need it. And he made big plays this game, which stuck out. And against the Atlanta Falcons, like you were saying, is bittersweet. He was the guy who killed him. He should have honestly been probably MVP of that Super Bowl. He comes out here and his numbers, he had five receptions for 28 yards in that big touchdown, like we were saying, four rushes for 19 yards. Solid game from James White. If he doesn't get that touchdown, I don't think we're really talking about James White in this game. When you have Galissi, you have Deion Lewis, and now Burkhead, you know, he came back and he looked really good. Sure did. The ball. He looked, you know, fresh legs out there. So it could be any of these guys' weeks. All The only one who we know is, has a definite role in the running back is Galissi. You know he's going to get those third and shorts, those goal line runs in there. But Deion Lewis is, some, lately has been taking that away from him a little bit. But, yeah, Four-headed monster, all these running backs have looked good. I agree 100%. It's good to have Burkhead back for sure. Four-headed monster. I don't think any other team in the NFL is pulling off something like that. I mean, you see a couple teams. Uh, Chicago Bears have Howard and, and, and Cohen. Uh, the Falcons have Freeman and Coleman. And Coleman. Uh, the Jets have Powell and Forte. Yeah, you want to really Teams doing, you know, the, the dual back situation. But the Patriots are really rolling out here, and you never know which four, which one of those four is going to hit you up that week could, in and week out. That could give defensive coordinators headaches. Um, headache. Talk about a headache. Um, the Falcons have nightmares that night about that Super Bowl. The two guys leading roles in that <laughs> in that nightmare is Tom Brady and James White. And here comes a night where James White once again finds the end zone and it's helped burying the Falcons even more and have them take the loss. We got a lot of people, you know. Let's talk. What are we, what are we talking about? We got a lot about? of people tuning in, talking, talking about? I'm happy for a lot of, you know, staying up late on the late night with us on the Sunday night after the game. This guy, Celtics Bird, again, says James White is a Kevin Falk-type player, a uh, halfback that will give a couple of rushes and then works as a receiver great in the eye formation. I have yes. to agree with you 100%. Yes, on. Perfect. No, no comment needed. <laughs> Shout out to my guy Teddy Gonzalez, who says he watches us after every Pats game. I appreciate it. Hey, Teddy. Always come on this live chat and talk to Let's us. You talk. know, we always want to talk Patriots and whatever with you guys as well. Junior, Junior, Gotti Junior once again says a thing that we were talking about earlier while the game was going on. Malcolm Mitchell, you know, waiting for him to hopefully yeah. come back fully healthy and ready to go. You add him back into the mix of this lineup. Whew. Now, now with that Malcolm Mitchell thing, it gets interesting. One, we still, we never really heard the extent of his injury. We never really knew if it was, we knew he got a setback, but was it season ending? Was it gonna be for the eight weeks? And now you can only bring one guy out of IR. Is it gonna be Malcolm Mitchell or is it gonna be Valentine? You know that the Patriots defense was hurting and, you know, they haven't been great at the run. So maybe you do, you prioritize with Valentine or the receiver depth. Any guy can go down. We saw Chris Hogan today in this game, you know, a little shaken up. He's been shaken up for the past couple of weeks. You know, Amendola, as great as in clutch as he is, he's one hit from being out the game. Mm-hmm. So Patriots have a decision to make soon with whether you bring in Malcolm Mitchell or Valentine. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Mitchell, man. 
if you guys if you guys know me, Mitchell's my guy. I want to see him out there. I've been rooting for this kid, but he needs to stay healthy. And that's that's another receiver who can play inside, outside. Whether it doesn't matter, and who knows how crazy your this offense can be with the Malcolm Mitchell alongside Cooks and Hogan in them. I mean, it'd be great and exciting to have Mitchell back. To talk again, this a rookie who stepped up big. Uh, big time last year in his first year, especially in the Super Bowl. He had a couple yes, key indeed. and solid catches against the Falcons in the game. Um, but with all of that being said, I think as time is moving on and it gets deeper to the night, I don't want to waste any more time. Wow. We could get right into the stars and sorries of the night. I'm interested to hear your picks on this one. Start with the stars. Or star, I have one star for sure. And this is a guy who I just not too long ago spoke about stepping up. In my opinion, you know, he's kind of been the forgotten man in the backfield. But when Brady needed him again against a team that he dominated before in the Super Bowl, James White again finished the game with five receptions, 28 yards, and he caught one of the touchdowns from Tom Brady. <laughs> I feel sorry for the Falcons because the same guy that was scoring on you in the Super Bowl comes back again in Gillette Stadium. He scores on you to help help them take the win. Got to give him credit. I give James White his first star of the night. Yeah, James White, clutch, got that touchdown. He's forever going to be a star in New England history for that performance he did in that Super Bowl. And, you know, fitting in that Kevin Falk role that was mentioned earlier, He's been great for this team, and as long as these running backs stay healthy, this offense looks unstoppable. And a guy I'm going to give the start to is, you know, a familiar face that we have not spoken about in this to, tonight at all, really. It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady, <laughs> you know, quiet game, a quiet, low-key, good game. 21 for 29, 249 yards, two touchdowns. He did get hit a couple times in this game, but... He controlled this offense. You know, he picked apart the Atlanta defense. They only punted the ball twice during this whole game. It was a foggy, weird type of game. You know, Halloween's coming up. Things were looking real spooky for Atlanta. And, and the reason was Brady. Brady did his thing this game. No crazy numbers. He's not going to win Offensive Player of the Week awards. But I'll take a 21 for 29, two touchdowns, 250, and a win any day. No turnovers at. No interception, no fumbles. Solid game. He got kind of lucky. Oh yeah, but that got kind of lucky. Came back on the penalty. Yes, he threw it. He threw an interception in the in the red zone. I mean, in the end zone, but it got called back because you know Atlanta's dumb. <laughs> so, good, luckily, Brady didn't throw that interception. One thing I will say about Brady: yes, he got sacked twice tonight, and he probably took a couple more hits. But Brady's looking a lot more nimble in the yeah, pocket. He's he's, he's dancing a little bit. He's getting his dancing feet on. Maybe. Giselle may be doing some bachata and salsa hey. with him back at the house, getting, keeping his feet real nice over there because he's moving around in the pocket when he feels that pressure, thinks it's coming. And, hey, I'm not mad at that at all, Brady. You keep moving. Find your time. Buy your time and find those guys down the field because you graded it. Oh, I got one more star. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is a guy, you know, second week in a row now, taking over Stephen Gilmore's war. Joey batting bougie, batting woozy. <laughs> He was great again. This guy, <laughs> <laughs> Joey, bad and boozy. 
Joey Batty Wooji, man. He had a great game, seven tackles. I mean, he held his own against Sanu. Whoever they had him, he's been playing really well. And like I said, I'm excited to see him, you know, be that third cornerback or fourth when Rowe comes in with with Gilmore coming back. So Batty Wooji did a great job in that secondary alongside Butler. Hey, with all that good, there's the bad. And when you're bad on this show right here, we tell you, sorry. You know, we usually like to choose out individuals sometimes who had a bad game, a sucky game, bad performance, whatever the case may be. But I think we can agree. Atlanta Falcons, man, oh, man. Like I said at the beginning of the show, they have nightmares about the New England Patriots coming off the Super Bowl and how that game turned out, blowing the big lead, 28-3, all the narratives going into it and coming out of it. Man, oh, man. I just don't think the Atlanta Falcons could get over that hump of facing the Patriots and dealing with them and just reliving the Super Bowl and how it went. Until they get like a new coaching staff, maybe a new owner, maybe a new quarterback, there is just going to be that same old, oh, but that's the team that blew the 28-3 lead. 28-3. 23-7 tonight. (laughs) We just got one thing to tell you. Sorry. However, I have a separate sorry. It it involves Atlanta. Okay. But it involves their head coach. Hmm. Coach Quinn. No, Coach Quinn reminds me of Mike. Who does he remind you of? You ever watch SpongeBob? <laughs> you know Plankton? <laughs> Plankton's always trying to get Mr. Krabs' secret formula. He's always, sometimes he's wow. so close. Wow. He's so close to getting the formula, and then something happens, and you know what Mr. Krabs tells him? Sorry. <laughs> Dan Quinn is the Plankton. The <laughs> uh, Dan Quinn Plankton. And Patriots are Mr. Krabs because he gets so close. Whether he was with the Seahawks, he finds a way to mess it up. Super Bowl, he finds a way to mess it up. Each time, he's so close to beating the Patriots, and he can't get there. And then tonight, you know, it was just you got, they got smacked around. <laughs> so Dan yeah. Quinn, for being plankton, I'm going to give you in. Sorry. You know, man, it just reminds me of, 2003 or four, I think it was 2003, when the Red Sox were facing the Yankees and Pedro was going up against the <laughs> Yankees and the Yankees was just giving Pedro the business. In the post-game press conference, Pedro said, you know what, I just got to take a seat and call the Yankees my daddy. Red Sox fans didn't like that. Yankees fan loved it. But I think in this situation, that's what the Falcons do right now. Dan Quinn especially, he leading the charge because – is Falcon's daddy right now. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But with that all being said, the Patriots are home again next Sunday, taking on the Los Angeles Chargers at 1 o'clock. A Chargers team started off the season losing four straight. They've won three in a row. They're looking good. They just shut out the Denver Broncos earlier today. Thanks. <laughs> So, in my opinion, I don't think there's anything to fear with the Chargers. Come to Gillette Stadium, a place where I still think is is sacred ground. 
I mean, when you randomly get fogs and make it real spooky. Some funny business going <laughs> on at Gillette Stadium. It was, it was a real nice day out today. It I don't must, know where that it fog It must be came October. Out. It must be October, the Halloween on. That fog really came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. So, hey, you know, maybe that the Gillette mystique is coming back. Maybe I might bite, be biting my words and you were right. That mystique might be reaching back. Chargers. It's not a game you can sleep on. Melvin Gordon, you know, great running back. You got Keenan Allen out there as well. They got some receivers. You really know about the tight ends, Antonio Gates, Hunter Henry. The Patriots, Patriots defense got some work to do again against this Chargers defense, but it should be a win. Should be a win. Definitely have to build off the performance they had today against the Atlanta Falcons. We'll be here like we are after every Patriots game, holding it down on the post-game show. Any final words? Show was great. Keep feeding us comments, you know, at, at every show. Next week, I think we're going to have a little surprise next it's week. It's going to be a little you know, different A little week. different next week. So make sure you look out for that. But this is a great win for the Patriots, Mike. Great win indeed. Again, this has been the Patriots post-game show on the CLNS Media Network. For Marvin Azan, I'm Mike Molyneux. See you guys next week. We out.